a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere... This week on the Pete the Planner Show, I'm alive on the road in Buckhorn, Atlanta, at the St. Regis. I paid $15 for today's internet connection so I could bring you great financial <laughs> radio. Of course, back in the studio... Is producer Nicole, millennial producer Nicole. Hello, millennial producer Nicole. Hi, Pete. So last week, we were on the road in Pasadena. Uh, this week, we come to you from Atlanta, and I have terrible news for you, Nicole. <gasps> no, what? Uh, we're talking taxes today. Oh. I joked with you uh, <laughs> on instant messaging this morning. By the end of today's show, you will be a full-fledged Republican. <laughs> I sort of am half-joking. But we're going to talk all about taxes today and all the different types of taxes that people have to deal with on a regular basis. If if you've ever wanted to watch our show, watch our radio show slash podcast, go to PeteThePlanner.tv. And Nicole and I, since we're Skyping with each other as we broadcast today's show, uh, you can see her dancing and drinking, uh, what is that, the gut tea? What is that stuff? It's the kombucha. Kombucha. What does that do? It's good for your gut. Okay. It's a probiotics. So Nicole... You know, there are primarily eight types of taxes that you pay on a regular basis. That's so so uh, during today's show, we're going we're gonna to talk about them at length. I'm going to run through them very quickly right now if you're just joining us on the show. Uh, again, this is the uh, Atlanta version of this week's show. So next week, we're casting live. Is that what we're doing? Is that the plan? Wait, one more time. You kind of got a little Mr. Roboto there for a second. Oh, we're broadcasting from Austin yes, next week. Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. How the Mr. Roboto, hey, if you're listening right now and you're like, man, he sounds like a robot, I'm sorry. It's Skype. Blame them. It's a free service. Okay, here's the type of taxes <laughs> that you'll primarily pay. Uh, and we're going to go quickly, then we'll we'll take the time of the show to go through them uh, slowly. Number one is income tax. And then, Nicole, you're very familiar with income tax. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Number two is sales tax. And uh, based again. on some of the new stuff I see you walk in the office with, you're familiar with sales tax, too. I'm familiar with the sales tax. Excise tax. You know what the excise tax is? No. But I, okay. just, got, I just paid excise taxes on my new car and stuff. There you go. Yeah, I did. Uh, number four, payroll taxes. Payroll taxes. And a lot of people confuse these for income taxes because uh, you pay income taxes in, out of your via payroll, but those aren't actually payroll taxes. There are separate payroll taxes. We'll talk about those. Uh, property taxes, which, you know, you and your special friend, uh, Nicole, you guys are uh, living the American dream. You pay property taxes. Yeah, we do. Oh, uh, State taxes. Those are the ones you pay when what? Ooh. I you're dead. When oh. you're dead, you oh. die. Oh, my God. They tax you when you're dead. You know? And then, of course, gift taxes, you know, because if I were to uh, you know, gift money to a relative over a certain amount of money or gift money to anyone over a certain amount of money, then I have to pay tax on that gift. Uh, capital gains taxes and a couple other little weird ones. So, Nicole, let's start today with a discussion of income tax. Now, you know, President Donald J. Trump, what's the J stand for? Do you know? Uh, uh, mm, 
It's not jurisprudence, I can tell you that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I had a couple uh, choice words. But let's not. Okay, let's not. so Donald J. Trump uh, has a tax uh, reform situation going on in which we all have uh, more money in our paycheck. And you and I yes. took the time earlier this week to look at our pay stubs and figure out exactly how much more money is in our paychecks. Uh, yeah, what was yours? What approximate amount? How much was it? What did we say? So I'm up 36 a pay. So okay, 72 a month. Yep. A month. Basically just under $900 a year. Mine ended up being like for the year, like 3000 bucks. I can't do the reverse math in my head because I've been traveling. Uh, it was like, what would we say? It was like a hundred and what? Yeah, you were up like $200 a month. A pay. A pay. Oh, a pay. Uh, well, That's right. Well, not a pay. I don't know. It was just uh, about $3,000. Okay, yeah. so everyone just relax. That's what it was. Nobody Okay, knows. so here's where we're going to go with this. Th these are, of course, federal taxes. Federal yes. taxes. Um, Nicole, when you have $36 more per pay, eh, it's yeah. hard to really feel that sometimes, and it's easy to say, that's insignificant enough that I'm going to absorb it and not make good use of it. And, and I can only assume so far with the several pays we've had this year, that's the methodology. It is, but at the same time, I'm paying down debt. So I'm just redirecting that money instead of absorbing it. That's how I'm utilizing it. So you, you, you have noticed there is extra money. You didn't necessarily know the dollar amount until uh -huh. this week. Um, but what you Actually, you did say that you, you kind of knew it because yeah. you... You noticed it was more. Yeah, I was gonna say going out of January, I remember going in and seeing exactly what we said, like about thirty more bucks in a paycheck, and it's like, oh, cool, that's that's nice, but it's not it's not significant enough for me to be like, I'm rolling in the dough. I, you know, I, I skipped over so many so much base information here today that I feel like we have to <laughs> rewind. So we're gonna rewind for a second. I just want you to know all the money that you earn, or I earn, or anyone else listening earns. It's your money until you have to pay taxes on it. And then when there is a tax reform situation like we're in now, it's always awkward because you're just getting more control of the money that was already yours in the first place. Yeah. You're just giving less of it away. And then the government like champions like, uh, we're being generous. We're giving your money back. It's like, well, no, that's my money but anyway. That, that's my money to begin with. So thank you for giving me my money back. All right, we're playing this quiz sort of format today, which always works well. Uh, Always. What, what's one of the primary reasons that tax cuts exist? What's the theory of supply side economics in which why does the government think it's a good idea to give us tax cuts? Ooh, I Do you don't know? know. I don't. Okay. I so there's a couple theories. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. So there's a, there's a couple. Number one is just, again, sort of that uh, benevolence of, oh, hey, we're going to give you your money. Oh, thank you so much. Because so it, is, it is already my money. You know, Anyways. I feel you in the heart. Number two, it's really this concept of supply side economics or you've call, you heard it called Reaganomics or trickle down economics yeah. where uh, by you having more control over your money, you're more willing to spend more money and you spending more money will generate economic activity. Makes sense. OK, so what you are personally doing, Nicole Frank Owski, what you are personally doing is you're messing this up. I am. And so am I. I because love what it. you and I are doing is we're putting our extra pay towards our stability priorities, which include yes. getting out of debt for you and, and accumulating money for a goal that I have. So that means, Nicole, we are not generating more economic activity at mm -hmm. all. We are ruining supply side economics. Our bad. 
No, I don't care. I am more interested in your personal economy and my personal economy than overall crew economy. Now, uh, here, here's, here's proof of why I think supply-side economics sometimes struggles. Uh, Q4 of 2017, that's the fancy way to say the fourth quarter of the year 2017 AD. Wow. Uh, the GDP, or the economy itself, is growing around at a 2.6% pace, which is pr pretty good. Okay. Okay? Cool. Maybe this time you're going to have to take my word for that. <laughs> just this time. Unless you have a bunch of data to refute what I just said, you're going to have to believe me that 2.6% is okay. I will okay? believe you. It's actually good. Yeah. Okay, I, I won't go as far as to say it's good. Okay, Ooh. so if the theory behind supply-side economics is that when things are good, you'll spend money and it'll make the economy go higher, then, then you begin to see some of the issues with stability because here's what's happened. Fourth uh, 2017, the U.S. personal savings rate was the lowest it's been, uh, the third lowest it's been on record. So people, I guess, are actually spending more money. However, here's what it's not doing. It's yeah. not creating stability for the average American. In fact, the, the tax cut we just got, although it is uh, going to arguably spur the economy, yeah. it's not making people any more secure or any more stable. And I would anticipate, my friend Nicole Frankowski, oh. that wasn't the, uh, the connection. That was me just with a dramatic pause. <laughs> I like the dramatic pause. At the end of the first quarter, I think you're going to see the personal savings rate fall even lower, which is to suggest that people are going to be, after this first three months of 2018, further away from their retirement and financial goals because they are given more access to more capital on a regular basis and they're not creating stability. And that's where this whole thing begins to fall apart. Yikes. I told. I mean, if nothing else, you're going to end up hating taxes after yeah. this conversation. You're going to, uh, you know, reinforce the idea that I'm incredibly boring to have a conversation with. Uh. And you're going to wonder why I stayed at the St. Regis in Atlanta. Seems like an expensive <laughs> place. The conference is here. I'm not paying for the room, but I'm drinking some expensive water. What are the chances this Fiji water is really from Fiji? Do we know, know this? I don't know. How, uh... It says the source is Yakara Viti. Levy, those are just made nope. up words. No one knows. You know, all words are made up. Yeah, and the and some essence. Yeah. So what we're going to do when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about income tax rate, income tax rates specifically. We're going to talk Fed rates. We're going to talk about the state of Indiana because that's where we broadcast. I know we have listeners all over the country and and, and arguably actually all over the world, uh, and that's great. We, we appreciate you wasting your time with us. However. <laughs> We got to, for some frame of reference, we're going to use uh, the tax rate of Indiana, which is, I think, 3.3%. We'll dig into that and more on the, what do we call this? The Buckhead Billy edition. Because I'm in Buckhead. Can yeah. we call it the Buckhead Billy edition? Uh, yeah. You, your daughter did call you a Billy Fish Tickler. So, yeah. My, my daughter does call me Billy Fish Tickler, which so is. There we go. Could be evidence. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment on the Pete the Planner show. I am Billy Fish Tickler. <laughs> What you doing? Log on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner.
question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Back on the Pete the Planner show, the On the Road miniseries. Uh, talking taxes this week. Next week, death. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, that's what they say, Nicole. The uh, death and taxes are the two things two that things. are sure. Yeah. I always feel like they should add something like Yao Ming is tall should be the third one. You know who Yao Ming is? Former NBA player? They do. Yao Isn't Ming that the, is tall. The yeah. other, other certainty in life? You One more. You, you got a little robo there for uh, a second. Oh, how, how robo am I getting? Is this bad, bad or good? Like it. Once or twice in a segment, nothing wild. Okay, well, I, I, I don't want the powers that be to come down and squash me. All right, we're talking taxes today. Income tax, star, okay, so let's start uh, income taxes. The tax bracket this year, I, you know, what's more fun than a guy just reading tax brackets on the radio? So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, we'll start with uh, individuals, the federal tax rate uh, in 2018 for individuals. If you make below 9525 bucks, Nicole, you pay a 10% rate. Ooh, Okay. 10 whole percent. Uh, the marginal rate above that is uh, the next bracket takes you to 38700 and your rate is only 12%. So let's say you're one of those people that make $40,000. You probably have some friends that are making that sort of money. Yeah. Um, you know why we always talk, I mean, for people to do it because you need to retire someday. In this instance, using the traditional IRA or traditional 401k, is a lot more important than using a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k because, Nicole, um, if someone were able to participate in a 401k or a traditional IRA, they could take their income, if they were making 40, they could put enough in it, they would drop them a tax bracket because the next tax bracket is 22% marginal rate uh, and the previous one is 12%. So you would pay 10% less as your top marginal rate if you simply contributed to your 401k or IRA or had some other deduction that reduced your income. And that's why, I mean, as much of a, a nerd as I am, I think it behooves everyone <laughs> to look at what their tax rate is at the beginning of a new year so they can have some strategy and they yeah. can talk about it. Because if you made, I mean, you could save almost 3,000, 3,500 bucks yeah. by being in the lower bracket and you would accomplish that by saving more of your money anyway. Which, right? Why, why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Next. Oh, by the way, these are individuals, right? Not married filing jointly. Individuals. Next is uh, 82500 is the next cap, and you pay 22%. Then 157500 pays 24%. You hear that buzzing? I think housekeeping might knock on the door. <gasps> There's someone vacuuming out in the other room. That's the key of doing a radio show when you're on the road in a hotel room. We might get the old housekeeping, and then I'll have to go to the door, and you'll see that I'm just wearing a towel. Okay, the next bracket, uh, making up to 157500 is a 24% tax bracket. Nicole, 32% bracket if you make up to 200000 and then 35% up to half a million. Oh and then God. if you make over a half million dollars as an individual – you will pay 37% top marginal bracket. Um, and what's weird is as a married couple, that only moves to 600,000 uh, for that huh. top bracket. 
So anyway, the major, major tax changes. Here's what here's what I'm going to uh, have happen to my tax situation, and I, I'm anxious to see how it affects yours. Um, I'm getting more pay right now because of the tax cuts. Yeah. And you are too. But what I think is going to happen because they've gotten rid of so many deductions, I'm going to end up with a worse tax situation come tax time mm -hmm. in tax time of 2019 for 2018. And I would anticipate many people are going to be in that same boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So tax planning really matters. I mean, it's a really it's like talking about utility costs like oh, our gas and electric is this, and we pay this much for water and waste. And it's a horrible, like, I'm asleep talking about it. Like, I'm yeah. falling asleep. However, it's really important. And this is one of those situations where if you are listening to the show right now and you have not looked at what the tax brackets are going to do to your situation, or as you talk to your tax advisor this tax season, if, if you haven't said, hey, what's next year going to look like, please do it because you can prevent yourself some heartache. And Nicole, uh, Indiana's state tax rate is 3.3%, flat income yes. tax rate of 3.3%. Now, there's ways to uh, to also decrease what you pay in state taxes by finding state tax credits. And one of the my favorite state tax credits, one that I take advantage of on an annual basis, is the state 529 plan in Indiana. Not every state has those tax benefits, but I know with Indiana... If I put $5,000 into my loud children's 529 college savings plan, I get a $1,000 tax credit, a 20% tax credit, and that is a good thing. This is what happens. We do a show on taxes. I'm boring myself, Nicole. I am boring myself today. And I am going into a wormhole of how much we all get taxed. All right, let's 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 hit one more tax before we, uh, we hit the break, and then we're going to have to get after it in the segment three because yeah. – it's a lot of taxes. You can a see the point. Taxes. Sales tax is the next tax. People call that a, a consumption tax, uh, where you uh, you consume things, you 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 create commerce, then you have to pay for that. I mean, I was in California last week. I believe it's over 10% is the uh, state income tax or the state uh, payroll or ah sales tax in Indiana. It's <laughs> seven and change depending yeah. on where you live. Depending because on. there's uh extra taxes local taxes add on for added on for like lucas oil stadium and things like that oh yeah yeah uh but sales tax is one of those things that i i find to be fair if you're going to buy yeah. uh I, I find sales tax fair if you're going to buy some that i reasonable for you to be taxed on that purchase yeah you know no uh i go uh, back and forth there's certain like i think it's interesting how they what they determine especially like for food how yeah. we're not necessarily taxed on food, but there are some places where I'll go and, for example, kombucha. Today, I went to one superstore and I was taxed. However, when I went earlier in the week, I went to a super, an, a different superstore and I wasn't taxed. Wait, how in the world are you that perceptive? Like, you knew that? Yeah. I would never know. Wait, what? What do you look at your receipts? What are you doing? It, pop, it popped up because I do that self-checkout all the time. Yeah. That's usually the only thing I'm running through when I'm going to the post office or something. And so I was at a legitimate grocery store, was not taxed. What's an illegitimate grocery store? Uh, I was at Target. Oh, okay. And I got taxed. But they're in the same section. Interesting, right? Interesting. Okay. Final tax before we hit the break. <laughs> I know this is a quick one. Excise tax. It's for specific items. Like booze. Booze. Cigarettes. 
license plates oh. uh, for cars and things like that. License plates. But you, you've heard the term excise police. You yeah. know, that's like when you're in college and you go and try to buy booze and you're 14 or whatever. I don't know how that works, but that's the excise police. And so uh, excise taxes are on specific items, gas yeah, fuel has some excise taxes uh, related to it as well. well we got to take a break. We're going to do this now. Come back. We're talking payroll taxes, property taxes, and more taxes that drive you crazy. This is Pete the Planner Show, and uh, I'm that guy. Back on the Pete the Planner Show, Road Edition, coming to you from Atlanta today via Skype, drinking a water as I present to you. You can uh, watch the show at PeteThePlanner.tv. Nicole is recording, and she's back in the studio. Nicole, we're talking taxes today. Are you sad yet? Yeah, I am. Think of your, think of your income. Think of your yeah. dollar amount. Oh, yeah. It's a gross amount we all think about, and then you subtract all the taxes we've already talked about, and we've got a lot more to go. You realize you don't get to keep much of your money. No, you don't. And especially at the ripe age of almost 24 that I am. Oh, I'm my. Paying down some debt right now. So I really don't see a lot of my money. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, again, I talk a lot on the show about accumulating money and investing for the future and how that's great. But part of that, too, is taking advantage of our tax laws in a, in a legal and responsible way Emphasis. so that you don't pay so many stinking taxes. Like, you know, I love health savings accounts for tough, one, because I talk about it all the time, and two, I'm a tremendous nerd. And so I like things like, <laughs> you know, I'm a tremendous fiber <laughs> and HSAs, right? I, I love both fiber and health savings accounts. And protein shakes. What? I said and protein shakes. Oh, I do like protein shakes. But here's the thing. A health savings account is the most tax-efficient vehicle that exists yeah. because you don't have to pay tax on the money you put into it. Yeah. So, like, if I make $5,000 and I put the $5,000 into an HSA, I have zero tax liability for that $5,000 of income. As it grows, because it can grow if you invest it, Yeah. then there's zero tax liability as it grows. And then when I use the money... Uh, there is no tax on using the money. So that's why when we look at uh, when we look at retirement planning and we say, what's the most efficient way to fund health care in retirement? It's an HSA because if you use your 401k or your Roth IRA, anything has been exposed to taxes. I, very frankly, Nicole, I don't think, and you like how I said frankly, and, and sometimes I call you Frank because your last name has Frank in it. You know, uh, very frankly, Nicole, Nicole, frankly, uh, <laughs> I don't think enough people pay attention to taxes. No. And no. this is, look, I, you know, I'm not here to be condescending, although 
occasionally it happens. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? You don't think a lot about taxes. I do, but I don't. I think for and, the... F Yo, go ahead. No, I was going to say 23, I didn't. No. I, I know I didn't. But I think it's one of those, since I'm so aware of it, being in the environment that I am, I'm so aware of it just because I see what negative repercussions it has on people when they aren't aware of it. And as everyone's aware, I bought a new car last year. My special friend and I bought a home. Like we're just overly aware of those things. So I am, but I'm not. The taxes will mess you up. And I, I mean, like, it's like we had a guy, uh, my column in USA Today last week was about a guy that is not very trusting of the stock market right now. So he wanted to get out of his 401k before he was 59 and a half. And his solution involved turning the thing over, cashing it out, which would have made him pay tax and a 10% penalty. When all he had to do was move into the money market account within the fund, it would have saved him tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, people are just truly ignorant of taxes. Speaking of ignorance, let's go to payroll taxes uh, specifically. So FICA. Medicare, right? So FICA is, um, there, there, there's two types of FICA taxes you pay. Uh, there's Social Security, yes. and then there's Medicare. Uh, Medicare, the employee-employer tax rate, it's unchanged from 2017, uh, is 1.45. So 1.45% of your wages, yes. okay, after it is, uh, goes to pay for Medicare, and some would say you pay for the current Medicare system, which is true. Yeah. When others would say you're paying for your future Medicare uh, benefits, which is also kind of true. Kind of. And by the way, I pay 1.45% on your wages, too. Wow, look at that. Yeah. You wanna, so you want to run a business, huh? So you, so you want to run a business. So I, I pay 1.45% <laughs> on everyone in our offices. Uh, because I am the, the fancy employer. I'm, this is like, most. this is really good information, but I also understand why people don't like talking about taxes. Oh, do you want to hear why this is worse? Because there's no limit on taxable earnings for Medicare tax. So if you made, uh, $190,000, you're still paying 1.45% on that. But if you make above 200, anything in addition to 200 is taxed at 0.9%. And that's different from social security tax. Because you're, you're taxed, and this is crazy too, you're taxed 6.2% for Social Security, uh, almost twice the, the state income tax of Indiana, but it caps at 128400 So, Nicole, if you made $130,000, you would only pay 6.2% on the first 128400 Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you like them apples? I like apples. Not these apples. Not these apples. These apples taste like hot garbage. Those are like those apples that are like extra squishy, you know? It's like crisp. sweaty socks. Yeah. Oh, I hate mushy apples. They're like real yeah. mealy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh -huh. It's a texture what? thing. Mm-mm. And, it, and it, they feel grainy. Yes. Oh, my God. That's exactly it. They feel grainy. I'm a uh, gala, gala apple. I think that's what Hey, that's your business. I'm a gala apple girl. So tell me this, are you the sort of person that when you go to an apple orchard, will you grab an apple off the tree and put it in your face? Or like, I feel like that's sort of stealing from God. Um, I can't say that I've been to an apple orchard within recent, actually, no, that's a lie. College, we did, we did a, we did a little sorority outing once. Um, oh boy. I know, but no, I, I would not grab one from the tree. Yeah, there's a lot. I feel like they gotta be washed. Well, that's a whole thing too. But like we, we go to Stuckey's, you know what Stuckey's is? 
No, I don't. It's a north of Wait. Carmel area. Yes, I do. We go there with the kids and we Americana. We pick apple. <clears throat> I'll be honest. Here's where we go. They make apple cider donuts in the yes. fall. Yes. Oh. And Dude. the apple cider slushies. I don't care much about that because I don't bring rum with me. But I'll tell you, the donuts are delicious. And you see people picking apples and just taking a bite and throwing them down. I'm like, give me a donut. Give me a donut any well, day. A, and it, it, give me a donut. B. You're stealing from dude, the Lord. Stealing from the Lord. And you're stealing from Mr. and Mrs. Stucky. How dare you? First off, how dare you? How dare they? Okay, next tax is uh, <clears throat> federal unemployment tax. So I have to pay taxes on you, Nicole, in the event that you no longer work for me. Oh, that's home. Oh. I, I, there's a lot of sadness there. That's so much sadness. Yeah. Uh, isn't that sad? Like, I'm, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm thinking about this. A, I'm sad because, again, <clears throat> the thought of you not working uh, with us. Uh, but B, I have to pay significant amount of money uh, in the event that you don't work for me someday. Oh. 6% uh, percent of taxable wages, but I can gain a credit back of 5.4%. Uh, so a net expense of 0.6. So that's a lot of taxes. Yeah. There's a lot right, of so taxes. We got a couple more taxes. The one that infuriates me the most is next. Actually, no, all of them are property taxes drive me crazy. Oh my God. First time I found that I own a home some, and now I have to pay tax for owning it. It drives me insane until I realize, but then it also funds the municipality in which I live. You know, it right. funds the the roads and the potholes and the uh, police and the fire. And can we just note that, you know, where our office is located, there was not a single pothole here the whole winter. No, there's a dome over Carmel, Indiana. I and it safe. is. Yeah. I mean, I here's the safe. thing. When the snow is made of Fiji water, uh, it, it's not going to create potholes. Yeah, no. Property taxes drive me crazy. You pay about 1%, Nicole. I looked at your zip code. You and your special zip. friend pay about 1% of the assessed value of your home in property taxes every year. Yep. Yeah, we do. So here's what stinks. I own two properties, my current home and the home I rent out, and the total market value of those together is, uh, is good for me. Earn about percent on that total, and that is not good. Oh. I know, I know. Estate taxes. So now this sort of varies based on what the tax law is at the time. But estate taxes are: you die, you got too much money in your estate, and you pay taxes. And here's the thing: I'm going to be really honest right now. I think there were some estate law tax changes. I don't know what they are. Mm. I should have done the research. I don't know, but I just know this: in a lot of years, you die before your family gets the money. You got to pay the government some of your money. That's that's so morbid. You know, here you're dead, but we're still going to tax you. That's right. Gift taxes, of course, also. Uh, we talked earlier, if, if your family wants to start gifting you money and pass it through to you to avoid the estate tax, then they will have to pay gift taxes. And then the final one that we're going to really talk about today before we head into biggest waste of money of the week is capital gains tax. So when you make a wise investment, whether it be housing or uh, stocks or whatever, and you make money on the investment, you have to pay a tax on the gain, and that's called a capital gain, and you have to pay a capital gain tax, and that is infuriating, especially if you hold mutual funds or something in which there was a capital, capital gain uh, on a particular security within the portfolio, yet, yet. you lost money throughout the year. You could be paying tax 
on investments that are lower in value now. Wild. It's wild. That's also why qualified money, uh, which means retirement money, right? IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, Roth 401ks, that money is not subject to capital gains tax. Oh. That's why these things are important. These things are important. Coming up after the break, the Blom, the biggest waste of money of the week. It's the Buckhead Peter edition. Oh, my. Of the Pete the Planner show. I'm on the road, and you're where you are. We'll be back right after this. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I got to do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Back on the Pizza Planner Show, live from somewhere. I'm in Atlanta today. Austin next week. What are we doing? When You're going to... Um, Coachella here. It's what, 19 days away from the day we're recording this, or mm -hmm. 20? What is it? It's 20 today, so yeah. Anyway, the show uh, the show must go on. We will have great shows for you at PeteThePlanner.com, PeteThePlanner.tv, and of course, wherever podcasts are sold. We, If we sold our podcast, I don't think anybody would download it. No, I don't think so. Our moms. Our moms would. Our moms Connie would. Dunn would order that up. She wouldn't know how to do it. But no. she would do it. Jojo actually might. She's gotten a little technology savvy these past couple of years. I'm really proud okay. of her. What what point will my children not have confidence in my ability to function? I mean, that probably <laughs> in, like does that like right now? I would assume. That's the one thing is like I feel like Ted is just gonna always take care of you. I'll take care of Sarah. All right, this week's biggest waste of money of the week. Now this one's an old one, but there's a nuance that we have to hit, Nicole. Okay. So the whole Ben Carson, uh, the, the secretary of HUD, of Housing yeah. and Urban Development, you know this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a worse part to this. No. So in a hearing just the other day, when asked about this, and I should find the quote. You know what? I probably should find the quote because it makes it, uh, all right, well, this is me searching live uh, on the air, which is always, always makes for good radio. It does. Uh, all right. Okay, here we go. Here's the quote. Blamed his wife. He blamed his wife. What? Uh, hopefully a, a auto start video doesn't start. I'm on usatoday.com's website reading this, which means uh, you know a video is going to auto start yeah. as I read this. Yeah. It'll his be wife's like name is Candy Carson. <laughs> okay. And he says, when asked about the table's purchase, Carson said he ultimately left the decision to his wife, Candy, after narrowing down a few options. Quote, the next thing that I, quite frankly, heard about, it was that this 31,000 table had been bought, he told lawmakers. Uh, not that, quote, not that we don't need the furniture, Carson added, quote, but I thought that was excessive. Okay, Nicole, here's Pete the Planner's Guide to Not Sleeping on the Couch. Oh, 
Never, ever. Oh, see, there's the sound that I thought would come. Oh, there it is. Never, ever, ever, ever blame your wife. No. Ever. I'm not even married yet, and I know that. Do you realize it, it, you can never blame your wife, but you could barely do it personally in front of her, right. certainly not publicly. I was going to say you were published. She can, you can Google. Yeah, you can't be in front of Congress going, oh, that's my no. wife's fault. Oh, yeah, that right. Because how legitimate does that seem? I'm going to get in front of Congress. I'm going to blame my wife. Everyone will take it. Everyone will believe it and vouch for me since I blamed her. Like, what? Here's the, here's the sad thing, First Nicole. off, how dare you? I, I think Congress probably bought it. No. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you and I don't buy it. But how, so, I mean, as a brain surgeon, how smart is a person that blames their wife for something at their job. I, that's, uh, that's the ultimate, my dog ate my homework. Yeah. So the biggest waste of money is whatever gift Ben Carson buys his wife on their anniversary this year, because he's ruined it all. Yeah, he sold himself. He has made his bed and it's time to lay in it. So here's, I mean, I don't know. Let's get weird for a second. If, <laughs> if someone in our office, one of our coworkers makes a major mistake, a major mistake, like, or a, a major uh, a series of judgments, such as buying a $31,000 dining room table for our break room. <laughs> and somehow I personally, as the owner and, and leader of the business, had to explain that publicly I would not throw you guys under the bus. No, and I'm also not thinking about you throwing Mrs. Planner under the bus, which is even more laughable. Like, There's no way. There's no way. I, I know that this show can't turn into this topic because I don't because I don't even think this is political. No, but uh, but someone will read into it as us being political, right? So you know, being fiscally conservative means you don't want to waste taxpayer money. That's no. what it is to be a fiscal conservative, which I am. Right. That's right. Same. So I, I don't I don't even understand this. I, it's just it's the craziest thing in the world. It's not even a, a, a down the split down the aisle. Oh, it's OK. No, it's not OK. It's a horrible decision. And so this week's again, based uh, biggest waste of money of the week is the next anniversary gift that Ben Carson buys his wife. Did you ever see that painting that Ben Carson uh, had in his home of him and Jesus? No. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google it. I got to see this. Well, if you're Googling it, you know it's going to pull up on the show. So oh, go no. ahead and do that. I'll, do that. Because if you're watching at PeteThePlanner.tv right now, uh, you're, you're, getting the, you're getting the screen share. So you're going to see the picture that was in Ben Carson's home of him and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What are you Googling, by the way? Uh, ben and Jesus? Ben Carson picture of him and Jesus. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. There's the reaction we've all been looking for. So I had a friend. I can't find the picture because I looked for it the other day. I had a friend who's good at Photoshop, and they know I love that picture. So they put me in the picture, too. So it's me, Ben Carson, and Jesus. That's a really interesting depiction of Jesus. Why would you have a picture in your house of you and Jesus? Like, you know, to each their own, but... If I remember correctly, actually, I should pull, uh, I should look it up. Isn't Ben Carson significantly bigger than Jesus in the yes, photo? Yes, he's in the front. And then Jesus is behind him, like, extending his hand. Ben looks super happy. You know, g good on Ben for that I, one, but holy moly, I tell you. It looks like Barry Gibb <sighs> is there with Ben Carson, actually. <laughs> 
probably isn't um, first looking at that it would have been like lord and savior all right nicole we got one minute left i want the takeaway from this week's show not to be what a fiscal disaster ben carson is although that's a given i want wrong. the takeaway to be this care about your taxes think of everyone right now think of your gross salary then just think about all the taxes we just talked about if you make decisions based on what your gross salary is you say things like oh we can afford it i make x amount of dollars no you can't because you have tons of taxes and by the way your employer has a lot of taxes too on your behalf <laughs> sorry that was just self-serving um that's it. Nicole, next week we're in Austin, Texas. What are we talking about next week? Uh, we might be talking about what to do with tax returns that are just looking into the whole tax season. Cause was that what I was supposed to do this week? No, our VP just wants us to be a little bit more relevant with our You with think I'd listen to content. her every once in a while? She does have good ideas. Great ideas. Nay, great ideas. I like you corrected good to great. All right, that's it for this week's show. Uh, I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget because I'm at the St. Regis. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Pete the Planner Show. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. Not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh, let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. I adjourn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?